Hello and welcome to the No Ordinary Tech podcast, a safe space for real people in tech to engage in real talk, sharing their hot takes on everything from the application of AI in our daily lives to how living and working with tech contributes to our mental health. I'm your host, Georgie Barrett, tech journalist and broadcaster, and with me today is Alex Reynolds and Charlotte Gaynor. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about the intersection of tech and mental health. What technologies are out there that can positively contribute towards our well-being? Well, Alex and Charlotte, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, let me start by asking you, what do you both do at Lloyds Banking Group? So I work as a quality engineer. Um, I lead the community of practice in, in Lloyds Banking Group. I've been there for about four, 14 years now. Um, in fact, just celebrated my 14th anniversary. Um, so before that, I used to work for the Ministry of Defence and missile guidance systems and radar guidance systems and th- things like that. Last wee while, last five years, started the kind of mindfulness and meditation community there with some other people, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic, you know. So you've got a good side hustle going on. Yeah, it's been it's been <laughs> interesting. It has been interesting. It was one of those things like you kind of look around and you see people always being stressed out, and I thought I don't feel as stressed as everybody else. And it's I mean, working in IT is stressful. It's very delivery focused. You know, there's always a, a problem that needs to be solved. Um, and I, I knew I had this this practice that I did, so I started to talk to people about it, and then I, I developed a little talk. And now about 10,000 people have probably listened to me talk across the organisation, whether they like to or not. Um, so, yeah. You're the mindfulness guru <laughs> within <Yes>. Lloyd's. <laughs> That's yes. been said. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like that term. How, yeah. long, how long have you been meditating and, and doing those kind of practices? Oh, um, I discovered meditation in my early 20s, so about 20, 20 something years ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Um, so, yeah, but it was a, a kind of time in my life when, you know, lots of change going on. Just, just starting my first big boy job as a software engineer <laughs> moved out the family home and all that kind of stuff um went on a spiritual journey i say spiritual spent a lot of time in the pub with my mates <laughs> yeah drunk. which can be seen as spiritual <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. try and answer the big questions and um, but then through that discovered uh, buddhism and then then meditation I, i'm not practicing buddhist i will get that out there but meditation stuck brilliant well you know you're living and breathing it Mindfully, of always. <laughs> I do try. <laughs> Charlotte, tell me what you get up to at Lloyd's. Hi, Georgie. Yeah, so I'm also a quality engineer. Um, I've been with Lloyd's for about five years, but previously worked for MBNA, um, which Lloyd's took over about five years ago. I was with them for 20 years. Yikes. And since moving to the role of quality engineer from software tester, the role has become a lot more technical in recent years. Um, so Q, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of anxiety about the technicalities of the role and how it's been changing. Um, but supported by Lloyd's, I'm actually currently doing a degree apprenticeship at Manchester Metropolitan University Great. Um, to become a software engineer, which also has its scary moments. I know. Do you have imposter syndrome around that yes. as well? Okay, brilliant. Definitely when I'm in the classroom with a lot of 20 year olds as well. So yeah, <laughs> I'm 47. I'm not frightened to say, but um, I'm quite passionate to believe, you know, that all quality, it, everybody's got it within them to learn something new and to learn the technical skills that are required to take us forward um, in the future. Um, and I'm, I want to help them as well. Brilliant stuff. Okay, well, before we dig into sort of how tech plays a role in our mental health, um, I just want to start by asking you what generally improves or protects your state of mind that you do on a regular basis? I mean, I'm looking at you, Alex. You're going to say meditation, aren't you? Is there anything else you do? Yeah, pretty much. Meditation. Yeah, meditation is the main thing, probably. Um, I I really enjoy learning. I really enjoy learning. Mm. I've, I've kind of made it a habit to learn. So I spend at least 30 minutes every day just learning something and it could That's be anything amazing. yeah it's it's great i started it a few years ago and it's just something that I, I thought i'll just do this and it's really interesting because it gives you it gives you a different kind of look at things so you, you you have a much more 
I don't know, less afraid of things that are out there because you know I think, you think well, I, can I can master just, that. I can master that. I can spend thirty minutes each day. And I'll, I'll learn something new. So and it, it's something nice about that. It, kind of, it makes you more flexible. I think. How do you structure that then? I set up a habit. I set up a learning habit. So thirty minutes every morning at nine o'clock, even during the work day, especially during the work day, it's great. It's a nice way to start the day. So I don't don't check my emails first thing. It's the wow. worst thing you could do. Um, so I do my learning first, and I, I feel it sets me up for the day. And is that on YouTube or are you Googling stuff or do you have a course that you're following? Anything really. We, we had a fantastic um, platform brought into Lloyd's called Pluralsight, which is a kind of engineering learning platform. And it's, it's brilliant. So it started off to get the best out of that. Um, and then it's kind of progressed. And now I use all sorts of things, really, just whatever's working for me at that time. I found it go into other things. I do a lot more reading, listen to a lot more audiobooks than I've ever listened to in the past. So, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, Charlotte? Uh, I talked to Alex. <laughs> he sounds great, yeah. He's very disciplined, him. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I'm not so disciplined as 30 minutes every day. I like to take things, you know, on a, a degree level. <laughs> uh, no, indeed, yeah. You're, you're, you're living and breathing that. Yeah. Instead, and completely stress myself out. But no, um, joking aside, the, the, what Alex says about learning something, I, I felt like I needed to do that to relieve the stre- stress on my mental health because... I was feeling like I couldn't do the job and that was causing me a lot of anxiety. So having gone down this path of learning, I've become a, a lot more confident in the team and in my role, um, which helps me obviously on a daily basis. But apart from that, um, I use the Headspace app. So uh, what's really nice at the minute is going through a 10 week course about self-esteem okay. and negative self-talk because I have a lot of that. Um so I'm going through that with the app. And is that like a sort of a 10 minute practice each yeah. day or they give you different meditations? Yeah, it's like a 10 minute practice each day. Um, I'm only on sort of the third session at the moment, but it's sort of teaching you how to, as soon as you get a negative talk, just label it. It's a negative talk, and uh, you know, just forget about it. Don't have to think about it or why or question it. It's just a negative piece of thought. Yes. Send it away. Um, apart from that, I also have on my, well, my watch, uh, my Apple Watch motivational quotes. So I'm really into sort of motivational quotes. I really sort of um, resonate. You resonate, that's yeah. the word, yeah, with them. So every now and again, sort of a, a, a few times a day, a little motivational quote will pop through. And it's amazing. Sometimes I feel like it's reading my mind. Oh, it's in sync with you. It probably yeah. is. Your I look Apple at it and it freaks knows. me out. And I think, oh, God, he knows what I'm feeling. But I find, and I'm, around my office at home, I have them all stuck around. And my husband bought me a few as well because he was sick of me because <laughs> i read that there. yeah oh that's brilliant well and you know both those examples give you that you know little bit of positivity in your life and they use technology so each episode we have a hot take which is sort of a statement that we put out there to our guests and we want to see whether they agree with it don't agree with it what their thoughts are so today's hot take is greater use of technology can actually improve our mental health so i think we have sort of touch upon that already that there is there is some technology out there that 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 does a lot of that stuff are there any other apps or websites that you use on a regular basis that you think really does make a difference to your mental health I, well my fitness pal if you can call that um and also the the built-in um sort of fitness trackers on the apple watch as well i use them every day do you um, use the notifications of having to stand up or, or you know? I switched that one off the other day because it was driving me mad. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I use the step count a lot because I try and get my 10,000 steps a day. Um, and me and my husband sort of have a competition. Uh, and we use it when we go to the gym to like record your indoor cycle or when we go for walks and things. And it's amazing. He came home the other day and said, I'm re- I did a really good session at the gym and I feel really annoyed because I forgot to put my watch on. <laughs> it doesn't count, doesn't yeah. exist if it's not recorded by the Apple Watch. <laughs> well, that's how it gets you feeling sometimes. So yeah, yeah it could be a positive and negative, but yeah, we, we enjoy using that side of it as well. 
Yeah, I think my, my boys and I we have we have competitions with, with <laughs> yeah. the Garmin as well. Yeah, so we we use our Garmin devices for that one. And so we have a, a step challenge that we do each each week and stuff. So that's always a bit of fun. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And what's your take on our hot take? Um, do Do you think technology can improve our mental health? I think for me, it's a balancing act. Yeah. So I think it can it, it definitely, you know, there's 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 so many apps out there, you know, just a ridiculous number of apps, like 350,000 apps just around wellness. Wow. And, and two and a half thousand just for meditation. So, you know, there's there's a lot I mean, of stuff I mean, meditation apps have like, really become popular mm. in the past sort of five years, Real haven't growth they? industry. I mean, Headspace is, is by far probably the most recognisable one that's out there. And they're fantastic and they are really good for taking people away. But at the same time, they're, they're also kind of, a gateway into a platform that also has everything else on it. So, you know, when you get your notification, up it comes, you need to do your meditation. You might also see that someone's liked your post on Instagram or, you know, there's a video on TikTok that you want to watch. So it's, it's that balance. It's about knowing that, you know, that platform can also take you away from your attention and valuing your own attention. I think that's really important for people's mental health. Mm, which sort of plays back to your mindfulness piece, doesn't yeah, it? Which yeah. is sort of actually realising what are you looking at and how are you being distracted in the moment with that stuff? And this is it. And the thing is that there are apps that even help you with that. So there's apps that you can use to kind of manage your screen time and even things like Microsoft Teams and mm. like Microsoft Viva that has things that allow you to kind of cancel notifications coming up on your screen. So you, it's about managing that in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Not just those apps either, is it? It's, you know, all of the, the social media apps and that's gotten a lot of attention recently, isn't mm. it? And the, the, the negativeness, especially mm. with teenagers and body image and, mm. and yeah. women and, and all that type of thing. And I've got a 15 year old daughter who you, you worry about, you know, they come home from school, that you're not just a, a, in a safe space anymore. Everybody's yeah. got access to you via those yeah. apps. But then on the other side, I speak to my mom and her generation and she says, I would have loved to have had something like Facebook years ago when I was at home with you as a baby and I mm. felt isolated. Mm. And it can link you up with communities yeah. and, yeah. and people yeah. you, you haven't know. seen for years yeah. and people who live in Australia. And, and people who are experiencing the same thing as yeah, you. It's yeah. a sort of collective experience. And you can quickly chat feeling. to your friends and, you know, all that. So it's definitely a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, as you were saying, it, it's about striking that balance mm -hmm. between the two of them. Um, are, there, are there any other ways that you sort of put parameters around the tech that you use? Any sort of tips or um, things that you put in place that means that you're not so distracted by your phone or notifications? I've got two, in fact. Never check your email first thing in the morning. Yes. Because um, that sets you up to be, be in a position of, of heightened state of arousal, or as they call it, like, you could be like a panic mode, that kind of thing threat system um so yeah try not to look at your emails first in the morning do something first you know do the do the thing that you're putting off get that done first and you always feel like you've achieved something another thing is don't take your mobile phone into you, your bedroom so mm. leave charge it, it elsewhere charge it mm. elsewhere leave yeah, it definitely. somewhere else get an old-fashioned alarm clock yeah um don't have it in your bedroom just that way you're not tempted to touch it because um, we suffer from kind of that phantom limb syndrome sometimes you've probably done it yourself you know you've gone where's my mobile phone you're feeling around your pocket <laughs> <laughs> so not having it around and, and putting it out of sight has a big impact on the, the need to look at it mm, mm. and you stop doing your to-do lists or whatever it's like if it's out of the bedroom then there's nothing you can, <laughs> exactly. you can do on it yeah. there. Um, Charlotte have you got anything else you'd like to add in? <laughs> well I'd like to say I was as good as Alex but my phone is sat next to me <laughs> <laughs> your little pet phone there on the table next to you in my defence it's because it's got my cards and things on the back of it so. <laughs> such a mum phone <laughs> <laughs> thanks Alex sorry <laughs> yeah do you do anything around your notifications or if you're trying to get you know get on with your your uni work do you do you have to put parameters around it in that yeah, way yeah definitely I mean like like you've already mentioned I don't keep my phone in the bedroom so that's always downstairs of a night um <clears throat> When I'm, when I'm working, actually, I'll just put it on silence and put it face down. A lot mm. of the time, if I can find, really works. 
One thing that's not so good for it, though, is having a watch. Mm. Yes. Because you get that buzz constantly. Um, so maybe that's something and, I need to and, work you know, on. <laughs> studies have shown when you get that buzz, you get that dopamine hit because mm. yeah, you think, yeah. oh, what could this be yeah, about? You can't help but and most of the time it's absolutely... Tell you to stand up. Yeah, it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really unimportant notifications, yeah. but that makes it even more addictive because then every so often you get the tasty notification mm-hmm. that says somebody's said something nice about you or yeah. you've got the, your pay that's come through. Yeah, and what's um, really tempting is it only gives you half the message then you have to <laughs> got your phone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, you know, you've really got to think about how you... I've turned off all notifications on my phone. I only mm. get phone call notifications coming through. Yeah. I mean, people are always saying like, Georgie, I've, you know, WhatsApp you that. Have you not seen it? And you go, oh, sorry, I've you know, been busy doing other things. So there are some drawbacks of it. But I think, I think I, overall, I concentrate a lot more. Yeah, I think it's about putting systems in place to solve that. So I, I look at emails three times a day for 15 minutes. And I know that I'll look at any. So do you have like a timetable of, of your yeah, day you, then? Honestly, you should it's see my, 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 my diary. It's just all colour coded and it's like a Kanban board half the time. Um, but yeah, it does make a big difference. Especially in, where, where we work, we get a deluge of emails every day and it's, right. it's really tricky to try and keep on top of it. Do you have to tell people then, look, this is the times I check my emails or do they expect I, that? To, you know, how do you manage those relationships? I used to. I used to. And then I just stopped caring. <laughs> I think that was it. You know, some people will expect you to answer immediately. Some people won't. Um, and I, I just check it when I need to check it. And I, I find it it helps with my boundaries and the work that's coming in because we do get an awful lot of messages, a lot of emails each, each day. Yeah, maybe they've resolved it by the time you come to it as well. Sometimes, you sometimes. You hope that happens. <laughs> you know, you've sorted this out now. Um, yeah, and I, I think, you know, all, all those all those things really help you concentrate a little bit more and get into the flow state, which is something yes. that I think technology really takes away from us, which is that sort of really concentrated work where you can really get stuck into mm. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and especially for us as, as engineers, you know, you'd, you'd need that time. You need to be able to get into flow. You know, what's it like when you're doing uh, automation? You need to put everything else aside so you can concentrate on the task in hand, mm-hmm. don't you? And I, I think sometimes as well with, with the role, you, you get into such of that, that state that you don't look at the distractions because you really need to concentrate at that moment in time. So I suppose in that way, the, the role is... Encourages it, that. Encourages that behaviour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely... A, you need the headspace and to be able to... It's also valuable. like a muscle, isn't it? You, yeah. Is this, is yeah. this something you teach people that um, once you once you get good at concentrating or well, yeah, being it, mindful? It, it, the term I try to use is instead of mindfulness or meditation, if you think about it like neural training. Mm. So so we all know how important it is to do physical exercise for our physical well-being. You know, and the more exercise you do, like yoga, etc., the more flexible you'll be. And if you think about meditation and mindfulness in the same way, when you, when you practice these skills, you actually literally alter the neural pathways in mm. your brain. And they found that people who practice meditation uh, can concentrate for longer they're more able to notice when they lose concentration or something called the, the default network kicks in um, so What's yes. the default network? So the default network is this, the bit in the back of the brain that's always on it's like the, the daydream mode if you like so it's the bit that when you're having a conversation with somebody you think oh I, I need to go shopping or I need to do this I need to do that so that kind of thing um, and when it happens it allows us to have this kind of free thought is it good or bad? It is good, actually. It's, it's actually something that human beings need because okay. it, it, we inherit it because if we were all concentrating something around a fire, for example, and nobody got distracted, they might not notice the predator that's about to jump on them from behind. So it's a, it's a safety mechanism to make sure that we notice what's going on in our environment. But 
in a modern world where we need to concentrate, you know, like Charlotte said, for hours on end or whatever, when you're trying to write something, it's not very helpful. Mm. So that's where meditation things can come in because you recognise when your mind started to wander and then you can bring it back on track afterwards. Is there anything else that's um, taking place at Lloyd's that sort of supports people's mental health? So we've got the Headspace app, haven't mm-hmm. we, which Lloyd's so have just rolled that's out. Every, every person, yeah. every person in Lloyd's has got access to the Headspace yep. app and they've just rolled it out to family and friends as well for them to have access, which I think is really, really, really positive. Um as I say, I, I use that app and it is something that's really good. Um, has it has it helped with your um, imposter syndrome, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, I probably don't use it as frequently as Alex does or so disciplined and is in every day, but I definitely dip into it when I need I'm probably more of one of the people that will use it when I need it. Yeah. So when I'm feeling a bit low or a bit unsure about, I mean, there's a whole range of topics, isn't there, from self-esteem to relationships to all sorts of stuff in there a five minute pep talk a bit about confidence in the workplace all that type of thing I'll probably just have a quick listen remind myself that okay yeah I'm going to be all right and just that that other voice that sort of I use it as like a reassurance um so that's really really a good thing and Alex also runs sort of a medal mindfulness and meditation community don't you yeah yeah so um during the pandemic we we kind of kicked this off we, we started doing daily meditations for people just to join and thank thankfully teams came in which was great because that that was again talking about technology helping yeah. connect people um so we had initially we had between 115 200 people a day joining that it's, it's, the numbers have dropped off now as we kind of get back into work and getting into the office but we still get between kind of 30 and 50 people a day which is which is fantastic and there's something nice about coming together as a group of people and just doing a bit of mindfulness there's, yes. there's, there's some sort of i don't know group sense that you get from it it's lovely are there any other ways that you think tech might be used to improve mental health in the future? Um, I think things like VR. Uh, there's, there's some interesting stuff going on around VR and, and specifically in the mindfulness space. Um, there's a, an app called Trip, which you can get on the, I think it's the, the Meta, the Meta headset or something. And um, that apparently is really good for people who struggle with meditation. Uh, okay. find it difficult. Because um, a lot of meditation can be about visualisation. So understanding, you know, maybe visualising a beach scene or visualising a nice calming space. And if you can actually put a headset on and you're there, then half the problem's taken away from you. Well, on that note, Alex and Charlotte, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your stories. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. It's been great. And thank you for tuning in at home. This is, in fact, our final episode of the No Ordinary Tech podcast for now. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed hearing about the mindset, culture and opportunities in tech and transformation at Lloyd's Banking Group. If you do want to learn more about our available roles, from engineering and data science to architecture and project management, then just head on over to lloydsbankinggroup.com forward slash careers.